Pivot with Purpose, a podcast that highlights the unique stories of professionals that pivoted their careers to align with their work lives and personal lives more purposefully and with more joy. Pivot with Purpose is hosted by Megan Hull, a globally accredited career and business coach and creator of the Megan Hull Method. Welcome back to the Pivot with Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Megan Hool, and in this episode, we talked to Dr. Jacqueline Boulay-Price, chiropractor, holistic health coach, and director at Beauty Counter. Thank you for listening to Pivot with Purpose with host Megan Hool. You can find out more information about each guest, including full transcripts at pivotwithpurposepodcast.com. And if you'd like to share your own Pivot with Purpose, click on the share button and add your story to the conversation. Finally, be sure to subscribe and share your comments wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Your support amplifies our voice. And now, this week's episode. Jacqueline began helping women as a chiropractor, specializing in pre- and postnatal health in 2008. After holistically treating her chiropractic patients, propelled by her own health and fitness journey, she decided to follow her passions to help others with their whole health, becoming a certified holistic health coach in 2018. Jacqueline has coached hundreds of clients to change their habits and find a better relationship with food and their bodies and coaches clients all over the world. Jacqueline, I'm so excited to have you on the Pivot with Purpose podcast. How are you? Oh my gosh, Megan, I'm so excited to be here today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's my pleasure. And I know that you and I love to talk. And as we had connected before, there are so many good nuggets to look forward to in this conversation. So with everybody listening, grab a notebook, settle in, and let's get this party started, shall we? Let's do it. (laughs) So I love, Jacqueline, that we have organically really built our relationship over the past few years with not only our mutual enjoyment of fitness and connecting on so many levels, I love all of the positive messages that you share out in the community, with your community and beyond. And in our previous conversations, we've talked about some of your pivots, and I'm certainly looking forward to sharing your story with our Pivot with Purpose podcast listeners tuning in. And with that, I would love for you to tell us about where your pivot began leading into your transition and all you have created as we head into 2021 and the beginning of this year. So tell us a little bit about your story. Absolutely. So as you mentioned, I'm a chiropractor by training and I started my practice back in 2008. And I love helping people with a natural purpose, just really understand how their bodies can be healthy without the help with drugs or surgery. And I ran a very successful practice for 12 years. I also understood during this time, as my job was very physical and also as a giver and in a caretaking profession, it can be very exhausting. I was having burnout at about five years in. And I really started to question at that time, gosh, I'm trained as a chiropractor, but like, what else could I do with my life? And that's when the wheel started to spin. And I started to really take a look at, was there somewhere else that I wanted to explore? And it took about another five years for me to gain a little bit of courage to think about what that might be. And I really was looking in so many different directions. But the thing is, is I realized you just got to look at what you know. And I feel like we could explore that so much. Yeah. At about 10 years into my practice, 
first of all, I told myself, and I think this is so critical. I gave myself permission. I said, I can practice for up to 10 years and I can do whatever it is that I want after that. I feel like I have, well, at that point then reached a benchmark in my practice. I'll have made it so it was good to go to school and it was okay to have paid the money that I did for my student loans and that I could pursue other adventures. The pivot There's a couple times where the pivot did happen, but really what I started spinning the wheels at that 10-year mark and when I started to make my exit strategy from retiring from chiropractic and moving to full online health coaching about two years later. Yeah, I know. I would love it. I know you have so many good pivots to talk about, but maybe in transitioning from being a chiropractor to really taking on this health coach, was there a certain memorable point? in that journey that led up to that pivot? And tell us what you did specifically. There's two, actually. So when I, so this is a little woo-woo. I'm not sure if you know this part of the story. I had a birthday and I was turning 38 and I had a Reiki master session and it was my first in-person session. And I had been working with Jodi on and off for 10 years. And she did this chakra opening on my throat chakra. And if you know anything about throat chakras, that's basically where you start to speak your truth. And she did an attunement and all of a sudden it became so crystal clear to me what I needed to do. And I started putting all the wheels in motion. I went and signed up for the Institute for Integrative Health to get my certification in health coaching. And I started making the transition and laying the foundation and stonework basically in the path of how it could become a holistic health coach and build that business online. So there was a pivot there. So that was building up for two years while I was working with chiropractic clients. I was hustling really, really hard. And then COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And again, Jody came into my life again because I said, you know what? Something's going on. I had obviously shut chiropractic for the time being because of all the restrictions and everybody was in quarantine. I called up Jody and I was cleaning out my office and I had found a session from her when we had been on the phone together as well. And this is also very woo-woo. I always take notes with her. And she had said, there will be a virus that will knock you down, but it's not going to destroy you. And I lost it. That was the moment I shut down chiropractic. I retired and I said, it's been a wonderful 12 years. I called up Jody, and I'm like, I am ready to go full-time into holistic health coaching because she had shared with me. She's like, look, you're meant to be on a stage. You're meant to be bigger than what you're just doing in that office. And I didn't understand what she meant. I'm like, I'm not going on a stage to speak. What are you talking about? But it ended up being my Instagram and being able to share with people all around the world, my thoughts and beliefs on how we can all take better care of ourselves from a loving, wonderful place by working on habits and self-care. So Jacqueline, talk to me a little bit about the realization of your pivot and working with your Reiki master and really releasing some of those realizations and thoughts. But as you pivoted into this health coach, was it a need potentially for more alignment to your personal goals or was it related to something else? I would absolutely say that it was related to alignment for my personal goals and where I wanted to go, but I just didn't know it at the time. Mm -hmm. Or I wasn't giving myself that permission. So I felt like I kept hitting the ceiling of my potential growth. When I was able to just say, you know what? I know that I have more to say. I know that I can help more people than just who are in this wonderful, small little office that I have. 
that's when I just said, I have to get out and do this. Having been an entrepreneur forever, actually, especially since when I first started my business back in 2008, I, I knew what I needed to do. And I think a lot of times having had that experience definitely allowed me to make the pivot a lot easier than somebody who's never really started a business before. I think a lot of it too is just closing in on 40 and just saying, I want to do this. Nothing's going to get in my way. So let's just do this and let's put the fear aside, even though don't get me wrong, the fear was absolutely still there because to stop what I've been doing and what I've been knowing for so long and to go into a little bit of unknown, definitely scary a little fear inducing, but my dear friend, Tori, they call it nerve sighted. I was nervous and excited. Your body doesn't know the difference between both. Yeah. And so when you give yourself that, it really changes it from fear and you actually get excited about what's the potential? Where's this growth going to take me? Where's this pivot going to take me? Yeah. I love that. And I think what hopefully resonates with potential listeners is the fact that I think many people in the beginning of 2020 that were in these jobs and had these businesses that they were working 10, 15, 20 plus years that were also really given no choice but to pivot as they were furloughed or laid off or someone like you and very much like me that was sitting with something in their soul. I want to do more. I want to have a different way to serve and to share my platform and my thoughts and ideas. I think for them, I would love to have you talk about what you did to really begin that pivot and maybe some of the steps that you took, who got involved. Like, Talk to us a little bit about that pivot journey. Sure. So the journey I was mentioning before is about two years in the making, even though some people might feel like, oh, you just left chiropractic and you became a health coach, but it really was two years. And so I had taken the course online for the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. So I was, again, laying the foundational work. But don't forget, like in chiropractic school, I learned about nutrition and health coaching. Myself, I've had my own personal health journey. And I was someone who has been on constant diets and was trying to find what brings me joy with fitness. And I was listening to what I think my body should look like versus what I wanted to look like and what brings me joy and happiness. I hired my own coach about three years ago and I worked with her. And through that exploration, I really found my true happy place of my body, my mind, and my spirit. And I thought, holy smokes, like I got to teach other women how to do this. So I started online just on Instagram, my own little corner of, hey, these are my thoughts. These are my ideas. Here's what I think that we can do as far as like being kind to ourselves, forming habits, allowing ourselves the permission to eat what we like, but not have fear around that. And then being able to just reach our strength goals and loving ourselves. I think it's really just a sweet space to be, but a lot of women don't know how to land there and they get confused. And so I kind of took my own experience and said, how can I make this so people can feel inspired or maybe make one step in the right direction. So I just started sharing on Instagram, but I have to tell you, as somebody who was coming into that space at 38, I totally had imposter syndrome. I was like, first of all, there's a ton of health coaches out here who's going to want to listen to me. I also thought I'm 38. Like, 
am I on the back end of this? Like, there's other chicks out here. Maybe, maybe they look better. Maybe their bodies are better. Maybe they know more. Maybe they're writing cookbooks. Maybe they're more fit than I am. Whatever, all of these things that we can tell ourselves, these limiting beliefs, right? These lies. But I was stuck. I did get stuck in that because when you're scared or you're exploring something that's new, you may want to try to find a place to escape and be like, oh, I don't want to do this. You know what? This wasn't right. I probably shouldn't have done this. But again, that entrepreneur mindset, nothing was going to get in my way of having this this truth be spoken and then for me to grow. So I started exploring it. It was scary. I did decide my nutrition coach, she actually pivoted herself into business coaching. So I did hire her. And I was able to, and I still connect with her on a regular basis to help myself be supported, to have myself be accountable, to help myself uh, have a cheerleader, someone who's on my side to run ideas by. And then to have also somebody who just says, hey, it's okay if you don't want to do this. When you're an entrepreneur, you think you have to go, go, go all the time. But if there's anything that I learned in 2020, as much as I did launch myself into this business really intensely, I also learned to slow down. Which is so hard for us worker bees, <laughs> right? Like everything was just like halted completely out of our control. And we're like, slow down. What does that mean? I have to be productive. And I talk about this all the time too. It's just like you're really working against yourself. If you're forcing and stressing yourself every day to be the most productive and what does that even mean? So I love this advice. And in the spirit of this podcast and leaving some cliffhangers before we take a little quick break, yes or no, would love to hear. Do you remember the exact moment when you decided to go for it, to pivot? Yes. And with that, we'll be going to a quick break and we will pick this up when we get back. So before the break, Jacqueline, you said yes. Tell us about that moment. I said yes with such conviction because it's so clear. <laughs> it was so clear. I see it as just a bright moment when the fog lifted and I was like, I'm doing this. I was walking with one of my best friends, Lisa, and my goddaughter, Nora. We were walking in the street and the sun was shining. It was a cold day in March. And I just looked at her and I said, I'm doing this. And she's like, you should. And I drove home and I said, Jonathan, to my husband, you know what? I'm retired from chiropractic. And I feel so good about that. And the fear was lifted because when you make the decision that you're going to pivot, all of a sudden for me, I just got so crystal clear on what it is that I wanted to do. Now, that doesn't mean I haven't made mistakes. That doesn't mean I wouldn't do anything differently. But I have to say when I became so obvious to me that this is what I was going to do, a lot of the other th shoulds just kind of fell away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a great story. I feel like we all have those, we call them aha moments. So to get this going and, and really to get started, was there any research that you had to do? Did you need financing? Like talk to us a little bit about how you started building this. Absolutely. So with health coaching, again, I was fortunate enough with chiropractic school, I definitely had a background, having been someone who's been on a diet since she was 14, all kinds of different diets. I had my own personal research of exploring that. So 
besides not only going to do the online programming that I did, I actually just got on Instagram and followed a lot of accounts that inspired me. I also unfollowed accounts that did not inspire me because I think it's just as important to learn what you don't like as it is to learn what you do like. And you have to find your authentic voice. And I think that maybe was one of the most challenging isn't the right word. Scary is not it either. Confusing, I'm not sure. I feel like in the very beginning, that was my biggest question mark. Because Instagram is a really bizarre place. And there's a lot of people who curate a life. And you're one person there. And you're a totally different human on the other side. I'm not that at all. What you see is what you get. And... I think in the beginning, my question was, how much of my life do I share? And I really wanted to be honest about that. And I knew that was going to evolve. But at the time, I thought I had to know, okay, I'm sharing my dog. I'm going to share a little bit of my husband. I'm going to share a lot of food and some workouts and have that be it. Fast forward two years, little did I know, I would be sharing vulnerable pieces of my life. And the fact that we moved our home and... The process of how I work through the times that are challenging. Being able to be vulnerable is what makes us relatable. Oh, yeah. And that authenticity has like grown in such a beautiful way that makes me feel just so rooted and has given me the confidence to just be here. But that honestly took me about nine to 12 months to really feel solid and secure and about what I was sharing and to really find the flow of my voice. That's, I feel like, how I was so attracted to you as well. And just showing up every day, like, this is me unapologetically. Love that. And I know all of the wonderful things that you share on Insta. I beg you to cook for me all the time, (laughs) (laughs) which I feel like everybody does. Um, Full-time chef, maybe that's your next pivot. I don't know. But in really building this incredible community with your hashtag Girls Who Grill, and you're just, like, all about empowerment and really taking control of your own life, What has become your mission to serve and really spread those messages within your community to help others through your coaching? I love that you said that. I think ultimately what's shown up that I don't know if it surprised me, but it continues to like bring a tear to my eye and just fill my cup so much is that I get messages all the time from women who are saying, Jacqueline, you inspired me to buy my first knife and start cooking food in my kitchen. Or I'm feeling confident to cook for my family now because I'm watching you use spices in a way and I never felt good about that because I was scared nobody would like my cooking. Or I set up my bike trainer in my living room and I'm starting to move my body in a way that feels kind. Or, I mean, the messages that I get, or, and here's the thing, people won't tell you this. This is, again, the funky thing about Instagram. People can be watching you. It's totally voyeuristic. And unless they slide into your DMs, you have no idea, uh-huh. right? Right. So I love living in my DMs. I talked about this in my post today because I get inspired constantly by what people write into me about what they're doing. Yeah. But there can be people who are watching, not saying a word to you. And then a year later, like, oh, P.S., I lost 40 pounds by all the things that you've talked about and I've been doing them. Wow. And I'm like, whoa, holy smokes, that's absolutely incredible. And I'm honored that you find that I inspire you to do the work. You just never know who you're making an impact for. Yeah. And so I think that's a double-edged sword. 
sometimes I wonder, I'm like, oh my gosh, am I saying the right thing? Am I doing the right thing out here by people? And yeah, I'm not the right fit for everyone, but I certainly am helping way more people than I thought I ever could. And that brings me joy. If I can create community and have, you know, I talk a lot about women. I have men coaches too, and they're amazing humans, right? Mm -hmm. But I will say my definite demographic is helping a woman who is 35 to 50. She's a mom. She's got a couple children. She's trying to do it all. And she's put herself on the back burner, right? And you can be a mom. You can be a mom with children that are humans. You can have fur children like I do. You can have business children. They're businesses that are babies, right? You can be a mom to all kinds of different things. But if you're not taking care of yourself, you can't take care of others. So really, my mission is to help people fuel their bodies properly, to not villainize any type of food, to find that balance, and then to also just be moving with kindness and with grace because exercising to punish your body is not a place that we want to live. You and I have met in a fitness studio. I think that's where we first started getting connected. And Mm -hmm. that's a community that has brought us together. And then we've been able to pivot that relationship now into a business relationship and into women who inspire each other relationship. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. It is. I love it. And I think for you too, the reasons why I was so drawn to you again is that you really stress the importance of taking care of your mind body and soul. And I'm also pretty jealous of your daily habits and rituals <laughs> that keep you on track. <laughs> that takes practice. So tell me what keeps you on track. Let's talk about those and share some best practices. Sure. Well, I'm certainly not perfect. Okay. I am a human. I say this all the time. I'm like a human, not a robot. And I think that's one of the reasons people are attracted to me sharing because I don't expect perfection. I just want progress. And I want you to get back up tomorrow and try again if you don't nail it the first time. And by the way, you're probably not going to nail it. But if you get back up and you're consistent, that's all that I ever ask of you or myself for that matter. So when it comes to habits, I find that myself and then also my clients that I coach, when we ground in one to two habits, that feels like a little bit of a footing and then we can move forward. We don't need to do all the things all the time. And so being able to, if a habit is finding some space and time to have writing time in a gratitude journal, amazing. If it's doing meal prep where you're prepping a couple items that you enjoy eating and that you can grab instead of making a choice that might not be in alignment with your goals, amazing. If it's a habit of working out, and when I say working out, what does that look like for you? Is that blocking space and time in your calendar because it's a meeting with yourself and moving your body with intention? Is it joining a class? Is it doing a walk and talk with a girlfriend who you don't get to see in person? Is it getting on that yoga mat and moving? Is it lifting some heavy stuff that makes you feel powerful and strong? Okay. Those are habits that I've created over space and time that really bring me joy ultimately, not just in my body, but in my mind. I was talking with my friend Francis yesterday, and we were talking about the changes that have happened for a lot of people's bodies during COVID and Corona. Mm-hmm. Just aren't moving how we were. People are gaining weight. They're getting ill. Things are happening this way. It's not uncommon at all. And he was saying, I don't always enjoy working out. I'm like, neither do I. But it's funny because people might look at my Instagram like, oh, you love working out. I'm like, are you nuts? 
No, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but I do uh, it because yeah. I know that afterwards I feel good. Mm-hmm. My mind feels good. I feel empowered. I feel empowered in my brain space. My endorphins have been released. I feel stronger. And when I feel stronger, I feel like that means I can do something. And when I feel like I can do something and I did something for me, now I can do something for you. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I love that. Do good to feel good. You got it. Well, and with that lead in, thanks so much. I know we talked about it a little bit in the intro, but I know you have some other pivots you're currently managing in your business life right now. So talk to us a little bit about Beauty Counter. Mm, Absolutely. So this is a true story. I think so many people who enter Beauty Counter also have a cool story like this too. Well, like I said, your girl was turning 40. She had some eye wrinkles occurring. And I also, I have Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which is an autoimmune condition. Mm. So it became crystal clear to me I had to really clean up my personal care products, which were already pretty good to begin with, but I knew I could do even better. So I was turning on my beauty counter, their mission, the way that their products work and the quality of their products and how it really is just an amazing clean beauty product line. But of course your girl like needs them to work. So I started with the eye cream, right? I mean, I'm like, it's all good if it's natural, but like if this doesn't work, it's not for me. So I started using the eye cream and I was blown away. And when I find something that works for me, I just want to share it. Again, same thing with how I choose to eat food and how I meal prep food. I was like, holy smokes, this beauty counter stuff works and it's good for me. And there's a business opportunity here. I think I want to do this. So I decided to leap with two feet in and explore the opportunity. But again, I was scared. I was scared. I was like, oh, oh my gosh. All right. There's so many women out here doing beauty counter already as a business. Why does somebody want to listen to me? I'm not a beauty blogger. Like I know how to put on lipstick. But like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to be doing makeup tutorials and COVID hit. So then all of a sudden, like, we're not being able to like get together in person to like use these products. But I didn't let that stop me. And I just thought, gosh, how can I share the amazingness that Beauty Counter is not only in the company, but in the products and then in the opportunity so I took that again online to my Instagram mm-hmm. and just shared authentically. Mm-hmm. It's like, look, here's my face. Here's what I do. Here's my eye cream. Here's my wrinkles. I put on a little power lip for our podcast today. You can't see it, but it's little black dress. I love it. <laughs> and I share that because I'm like, look, like I'm a girl who doesn't wear a lot of makeup. But when I do, I want to glam it up a little bit. I want to problem solve, you know, my skin. Mm-hmm. And then if I can help problem solve yours, then I'm here for it. So I really just try to do one-on-ones with people, again, who maybe pop into my DMs or ask me questions. And it's that caring attitude that I've always had. I mean, if you're in a caring profession, you can just never have that go away. Mm-hmm. I'm a two on the Enneagram. I'm always wanting to nurture. I always want to provide. I want to have an answer. I want to make you feel comfortable and at home. Yeah. And so when people come to me and they need help, I help them. and then. A lot of women, especially with, like you said, they had to pivot. They had to shift. I have women who are telling me that, oh, my hours are getting cut. I had a girlfriend of mine today tell me this morning, oh, I'm maxing out on my salary in corporate America today. This is it. Even though she got more put on her plate at work. Mm. And all I'm thinking is, why are we not busting more on the beauty counter side? Because you have no ceiling. 
if you want to work hard and hustle, you can make as much as you want. Yeah. So I'm leading a team along with my business partner, Becky. Mm -hmm. And what's so fun is not only are these women starting to get more confident and build their beauty counter businesses, but I get to inspire other women to be confident, to feel empowered, to share. And I think mentoring and staying connected in community is so critical right now more than ever. Yeah. And it leads into my next question. So talk to me about that network of support of others in this pivoting process. How important do you feel like it is to have and who did you need to really help you to support all of your pivots as well? I think it's critical Mm -hmm. because if you do it, can you do it on your own? Absolutely. I think that you can also get in your own way, in your own head. And you might feel, who wants to hear from me? Get that imposter syndrome. Oh, I had a woman slide into DMs the other day and she said, you know, my mom, I have two kids, but everybody else here is always doing this. Like, who needs to hear from me? And I'm like, who doesn't need to hear from you? You're your own person. You're your own voice. Nobody has your voice. So if somebody's not supporting you on the other side, you may let your dream die. Mm -hmm. But finding that community. So if it's If it's a coach, if you're investing in a coach, I think that this is critical. I absolutely did that. Now, I will be the first to tell you, when I first started investing in a coach, I led with a money mindset. And I'm like, oh, that's expensive. And you know what that was? That was me saying, I'm not worth it. That's some tough love. I had to figure that one out myself. Amen. Yeah. And I was like, why would I say that to myself? Mm -hmm. I was invalidating me that I'm not worth seven hundred and fifty dollars that's what it came to at the time for me to learn how to eat for the rest of my life how many hundreds or thousands of dollars have i spent on all this other support that never worked right oh my gosh that's a tiny amount for me to invest in me yeah. for my business coaching absolutely i think it's absolutely worth for me investing in a, a woman who's willing to give me time out of her schedule to again cheerlead me to lead me to inspire me and then the community that provides not only other ideas, but it provides a network, especially right now when we're all either, if you're quarantined, if you're working from home, if you've made a pivot or shift, we've moved recently. We moved an hour and a half away from where we previously were. And so right now, online community is so critically important to me. And so being able to have these weekly meetings with my beauty counter team or being able to have my weekly check-ins with my clients where we're all online. These are the ways that are staying connected. And again, building that foundation and that inspiration. I just, I got to say, I never thought I was going to be a person who was working on her computer all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't a hands-on profession for so many years. Yeah. It's been, it's been really fantastic. Oh, it's so awesome. And, and you have just so much lovely light and energy to share. And you're right. I think we need each other so much more now than ever and missing all of those in-person things that we'll be all excited to get back to. But as I fearlessly talk about, don't be afraid to reach out, to ask somebody for a conversation, to you know join a community. I think it's so important right now. And for anyone looking to pivot, Jacqueline, to maybe get out of their own way, what words of advice do you have for somebody? Dream big. Mm-hmm. And don't let anybody tell you no. Mm, I had people tell me no. I absolutely did. And those were the reasons that I stayed as long as I did. Mm. I wouldn't change anything about the timing. No question about it. 
But I would absolutely, instead of listening to somebody say, oh, you don't need to do that. Oh, you shouldn't do that. Oh, why would you do that? I had to look inside. And when you surround yourself with other strong, like-minded entrepreneur women who are going to help you rise up, that confidence is going to blossom inside you and your dreams can really come true. Yeah, I love that. Not listening to the I shoulds, but what do you want to do at the end of the day? What is in your soul? So that's so powerful. And I am sure your DMs are going to continue to blow up after this podcast. (laughs) Talk to me about how our listeners can find you and maybe keep the conversations going with you. Absolutely. My favorite place to live is on Instagram. You can find me at livewell with Jacqueline. And like I said, I love hopping into DMs, answering questions, inspiring, getting connected. So please don't be shy and send me a message just saying hello. And that's, I think, the best place because I live in stories too. Yeah. And so come come take a peek and stick around if you like it. And if you don't, that's okay too. Yeah, but you will like it. And you'll get all kinds of mural <laughs> ideas and beauty <laughs> ideas. And Jacqueline will be your new BFF. So thank you so much. I so appreciate you. And again, our relationship we've built. And thanks for coming on to this podcast, which has been such a big pivot for me. But I'm really happy to have it out in the universe and to be able to bring people like you to this community to serve further and extend your messaging out there. So thank you so much. And everybody connect with Jacqueline. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye, Megan. Pivot with Purpose with host Megan Houle is a fashion consort production and part of the FC Podcast Network. It is produced and directed by Phil, a.k.a. Corinne. And a special thank you to Spencer Powell for our theme music. Learn more at pivotwithpurposepodcast.com and be sure to follow us on Instagram at pivotwithpurpose underscore podcast.